About uh, three, four months ago, maybe a bit more, I had an epiphany. Epiphany is a revelation from God. It's a moment with God. It's an encounter with God. You call it a light bulb moment where God just does something in your life that is truly life-changing. What happened is, is we had this guy come over to us and someone that I, I know quite well, know very well, good, good friend of mine, trusted friend. And I asked him a question, which I often do to different people, not, not many people, but a few people. And I said, I said to him, look, is there anything you see in my life that needs adjustment, that needs change? That is a very, very scary, scary thing to do because you never quite know what that person is going to say. You could, if you want to put it to the test, you could try asking your wife. If there is anything in your life, how many husbands would dare to do that? Give me a wave. There is one, two. Two husbands would dare to do that. You might want to ask your kids. You might want to ask someone else. Ask your husband, if you like, if you dare. But you could end up regretting it because it, uh, you don't know what they're going to say. So I waited nervously for what my friend was going to say. I've done this before. And, and then uh, he thought about it for a while. And then he said, after what he said, Tark, he said, uh, I think there are areas of your life in which you could be more generous. More generous. And I said, okay. I thought I was a bit surprised by that. And then I said, well, you just, can you explain it a bit more? Which he did. I'm not going to tell you what he said. But he did explain it a little bit more. And um, the amazing thing was this, that within about a minute of him saying it, I knew that I had had an encounter with God and that heaven had spoken to my heart something really important. But what was more amazing than that, not only did I that, I suddenly felt this, this amazing joy. I mean, I'd just been whacked across the head and corrected, and I felt unbelievably good. And I kind of couldn't work out why am I feeling so good at being told off? God gave me a scripture from John. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so what's happened is it's, it's actually launched me on this incredible journey with God. And so today I'm actually preaching to myself. Tell the person next to you he's preaching to himself. But out of my generosity... I invite you to listen in as I speak a message addressing my own heart. So what I've done is I've put this on my phone. I have an iPhone and it has an alarm and it goes off every day at about 9.30 or something like that to remind me to look for opportunities to be generous and to pray to, that God would keep working in my heart. So I'm, I'm chasing this one down, folks. I'm, I'm after it every single day. I'm praying into this. And believing God uh, to do something in my life. Of course, it's not easy. Now, this applies to every area of life. Some of you are thinking money. No, no, it's, money is a, a small part of it. I'm talking about kindness. I'm talking about generous in serving. Generous in using your gifts. Generous in forgiving people. Generous in not criticizing. Generous in praying for... I'm talking about every area of generosity that you can imagine. That's what I'm talking about today. And I know, that, I know that God is up to something incredibly exciting and amazing in my life. I don't think I've ever been more excited about a journey 
than this journey that I'm on right now. Because I have this revelation in my heart that this, if I can knock this one out, and if I can get this sorted out, God is going to open the heavens over my life way beyond anything that I've experienced to date. Because I believe generosity is a great key to God working His favor and His blessing in our lives. Now, I know that as I'm sharing this morning, that some of you are thinking to yourselves, well, I haven't experienced any of your generosity. I haven't seen it in my life. Well, all I can say to you is, give me some time. (laughs) I'm a work in progress. You will feel in time the impact of it, I believe, with God's help. See, it's one of the most exciting adventures, and I'll tell you why. Because I am never, you are never, I am never more like God than when I am generous. Because for God so loved the world, he, that's it, bottom line. Generosity is Christ-likeness. You become like Jesus. So developing this in our life needs to be a priority, I think, for all of us. Psalm 145, 16, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Psalm 68, verse 16, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. You know, God just gives and he gives and he gives and he gives again. God is always blessing us, pressed down, shaking together and running over. You know, sometimes they play that game with the kids. You put something in one of two hands, you see. Put something in one hand, the kid has to pick which hand. And so they ask for this hand, they get nothing. And this hand, they might get a lolly or whatever it might be. But if they get the wrong hand, they get nothing. Guess what? With God, both hands are always full. Both hands are always full. He's always ready to give. He he gives and he never, ever stops giving. He gives over and above and beyond. So come with me me to Matthew chapter 6, because I think I've shared this before, but it explains it better than any other passage of Scripture that I know. Matthew in chapter 6. We read these words in verse 22 and 23. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. When it says, if your eye is good, the word is haplos. Haplos means if your eye is generous, generous, your whole being will be full of the light and the blessing of God. I mean, how good is that? Which well, is when your eye is evil is the word ponerous, which means miserly, niggardly. Then your whole being is going to be full of darkness and will not have the favor and the blessing of God in our lives. Corrie Tim Boone puts it well when she says, the measure of a life, after all, is not its duration, but its donation. Some people donate more to society in 30 years than someone who lives to 85. Donation. What are we contributing? You know, there's just a heart that's always wanting to give out and, and give more. Everyone gives. We all give, but not everyone's generous. I want to shift from giving to being generous. We've learned to give, but I want to go beyond that. So the question I ask, as I preach to myself this morning, (laughs) how generous am I? You might want to ask yourself that question. How generous am I? Am I, am I, Am I really generous or where am I at? Well, I can't be that generous or can't be generous enough, otherwise God wouldn't be speaking to me about it. So here's a test that I'm going to put to myself. If I were to win lotto, which I won't, and nor will you, will you? Everyone say no. No, you will not win lotto, all right? But if I was to win lotto because someone bought me a ticket, and I've got a million dollars, here's the question that I ask myself. Here's the question I ask myself. 
is the first thought in my mind, what can I buy with this million dollars? What can I get with this million dollars? Or who can I help with the million dollars? It's a challenging question, isn't it? I'm in category one. What can I do with the million dollars? What can I buy? What can I get for myself with the million? Who's in category one with me? About five of us. Who's in category two? About five. And the other thousand people have no idea which category they're in. They're still praying about it and thinking it through. The prophetic word I believe to me and to all of us is that God is calling us to shift gear to a higher level of generosity as a church, as individuals, because he wants to pour out greater favor and blessing upon us. Proverbs 11.25 says, The generous soul will be made rich. He who waters also will be watered himself. Helping others, they say, has health benefits. I read yesterday, some say, and I don't know who the some are, but you know, some people just say, they actually say that volunteers live longer. How many of you have volunteered for New Zealand and beyond? Yeah, there you go. You're going to live to 100. <laughs> Why? Generosity is good for the soul. It's good for your heart. It does something inside you that is so God-like and so wonderful that God wants us all to grow in generosity. You know, we receive satisfaction when we've helped others. Those of you who have volunteered to help Help the poor, you know, you feed people on the street or breakfast in schools or the food bank. You, you're blessed because you know this is practical Christianity. See, generosity does not diminish us. It opens a door through which we can receive more. So as you give out, it's almost like the door into your heart of God's favor and blessing is just increased and opened up. It makes, God, makes it more possible for God to be generous to us. Come with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, Verse 1 and 2. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. This comes from an old Arab proverb, which meant you do things for others that may appear to be wasteful or extravagant. So who would get bread and throw it or cast it upon the waters? I mean, you just wouldn't do that. It seems like such a waste. But the point is, that we should be willing to take a chance with generosity when we see a need exist, when we perceive that there's a need around. Now, of course, we should give wisely. We should be careful how we give, but sometimes we simply give out of the goodness of our hearts. We haven't thought it all through. We haven't analyzed it to the nth detail, but we just are generous in a certain given situation. This is what I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to understand. If we let go our bread, if we are generous, then we will, we, we will, it will come back to us after many days. It will come back to us. You see, you can never lose by generosity. You give out kindness. You give out forgiveness. It may take many days, but it's going to come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you want greater blessing in your life, give out more and more in every area of your life. If you want to be encouraged by everybody on the planet, Go and encourage everybody else. Just say a good word to them. Thank them. Say, hey, well, man, you song led well today. Man, you sang well today. Gosh, you are a tremendous usher. If you encourage people, you're going to get encouragement just pouring back into you. It may take a few days before it comes back, but it will come back to you. But you see, growing in generosity 
It's like God saw that my generosity muscle wasn't strong enough. And so you've got to develop that muscle. So I brought here my app shaper that I use at home, all right? And I'm going to demonstrate how I use this thing here. And some of you don't know what this is, but it sort of, you get down here. And so when I started out, this is what I do. See, I'd start with my apps like that, and I'd go to three, you know, four, five. And as I was going up, man, I could just feel these, these abs, they just not happen. These washboard abs, that, that comes from this exercise over and over again. One guy hit me there the other day, and his fingers all broke. That's, that's, I mean, it's unbelievable. So when I started, I got to 10, I got to 20, I, I thought, Jesus, help me. I'm done. I'm done. So then I kept going. Weeks later, then about, about three weeks later, I got to 50, and then I got to 100, 100, and I just kept pushing it. I was developing the muscles because, I, you know, that's what you have to do to get better and better. And eventually I got to 200. I was going flat out and doing 200 of these, and, you know, that's how you get these washboard abs like me. That's, and then I hurt my leg and I can't do any anymore, all right? I've got to start all over again. But the point I'm making is, you, you know, you've got to develop muscle. You see, and with giving, you know, it's not our, and, and, and today's society, it's not natural to give. It's not natural to be generous. It's more natural to not give, to criticize, to not forgive. That's natural. If you want to develop that muscle, you've got to start exercising it. And so I got some uh, brought here. I thought, now I know how to get the attention of these people here. I brought some money with me. And uh, here it is. I've got some money. I've got a $5 note, a $20 note, and a $50 note. But I'm not going to give those away because I'm not that generous yet. <laughs> but when I do this in two years' time, I may just give the $5 away. <laughs> so when you're starting out giving, so let's say for a, uh, uh, a guest speaker that's come along, and I passed I said, come on, come on, let's all give generously. You know, you sort of think, oh, man, he wasn't even any good, you know? And you get a $5 note out, and you think, oh, yeah, that's it. I'll give him $5. That's not bad. And then, uh, you know, God begins to speak to you, and you think, oh, man, maybe, five, maybe I should give 20 And you, so you get your $20 note, and you're, there's the offering bag going out, and you go, <sighs> the muscle, it's, it's, you didn't have enough energy and strength in that muscle. You just can't, you just can't. Get it into that. Oh, finally you get it in there. And then the following week or month, six months later, there's a $50 bill. And to get that in, you know, you almost, I don't know, you almost throw up as you're doing it. <laughs> so hard. It is so hard. And then one day you, you put, the offering goes by and you put in $500 when you didn't have to. And you think, Pastor, I could never do that. You start with this baby. The day will come. You can put in $500 because God's going to open heaven over your lives. I can give money now at a level I could never do five years ago. I've just strengthened that muscle and strengthened it and strengthened it and strengthened it over and over and over again. See, here's our vision as a church moving forward, friends. We're going to lead the way in irrational generosity. We're going to become generosity unlimited. Generosity unlimited. Two words given to me by the prophet, extraordinary and unreasonable. So we can do that with generosity. We can have extraordinary generosity as a church. And we did this at New Zealand and Beyond. We we're extraordinarily generous. New Zealand and Beyond will probably, we don't know, but it'll probably cost us $50,000 after all the income. We will pay it with joy. We'll pay it with gladness because it's an investment to reaching this nation and the nations of the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
We, we make the, the cost of $45 to register, and Ticketek takes some of that money. And people, one pastor said to me, you, you, you're giving this conference away. It's almost like he said, you can't do this. Why do we do it? Generosity. We want to make it available to every possible person in, in our country, every Christian, non-Christian, to come along. It's generosity. It may cost us, but friends, I believe it's an investment, and it is well worth doing. And you know, we, uh, we uh, usually I, I go and uh, buy some tickets for a conference. Uh, every year I, I pre-purchase some tickets, and I normally get five. I get five of these ones. Some of you have already got these. And then I, went, I was, was going down, heading down to get five, and my alarm went off in my phone. Generosity, growing generosity. And I thought, oh, okay. Boy, that muscle was feeling pretty tired. At, four, at five was wearing out my muscle. And so I thought, what am I going to do? And so I stopped thinking, and I went down, and I, I went and bought ten. Listen, that would never have happened if I didn't have that epiphany. Tark, grow in generosity. Come on, push it out one further step. Go another. Who knows how many I'll buy next year? Maybe 50? I don't know. Don't know. Well, let's not talk about that. I may not do that. <laughs> don't hold me to that. Can you see, church? You grow. You grow a step at a time. Now, you might not go from 5 to 10, but you might go from what we're suggesting, go from one, or you might go from zero to one, or go from one to two, and just grow, just, just allow. See, you know what this is? It's an investment in our nation. Investment in the nations of the world. I want God to use me to change our nation and change the nations of the world. Now, here's an uncomfortable thought for me. That I read the other, I don't like this, so you won't like this either, all right? But I'm going to tell you anyway because I'm suffering from it and I want you to suffer from it too. <laughs> In God's sight, my, my, measure, my, my giving is, is measured and rewarded not by how much I gave, which is what I always thought it was, but by how much I could have given and how much I had left over after my gift. And I went, Ouch. I found that very painful. So I'm on a journey, and we're growing and moving forward with this. There's a, you know, we were so generous at our conference with volunteers. You volunteers were terrific. Let me tell you one story that came through. This pastor came along and he talked to Helen. He said to Helen, he said, who, who are all these um, people that are helping out, these volunteers? She said, oh, they're, they're from our church. And he said, are they all from the same one church? She said, yeah, they're all from Church Unlimited. He said, man, he said, I so want to take that spirit of serving back to my church. Yeah. Isn't that a great testimony? Folks, you, you did so... Let's put our hands together for all the volunteers. Come on. It was... I, I think you volunteers have no idea the impact impact that you have in helping reach New Zealand and the nations. And you know, God's going to build a conference of great love. I know that. People are going to start coming to New Zealand beyond just to be loved by you, by me, by the atmosphere. Because by this shall all men know you are my disciples when you have love one for another. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. 
I want to make a life. It's Winston Churchill said that. No person was ever honored for what he received. Honor has been the rewards for what he gave. Calvin Coolidge. Three things in life are important. The first, the first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. The third is to be kind. Henry James. How many of you remember Wayne Cadero's message? Be kind, be willing, be Jesus. How many of you remember my message? Be However, I still love you all because I'm growing in generosity. But just don't meet me at the door on the way out. Be generous. You've got to develop that muscle. You've got to get back on the ad machine. You can't just do it once. You've got to do it more than once because now we're stretching it out. Now you're going to be generous in forgiving that person that hurt you 15 years ago, and you just, God help me, forgive, God help me. You gotta keep pushing them, that person that was unkind to you, and now God is saying, be kind to them. So you gotta keep working those muscles, friends, you gotta keep working that, you know, you're not one that likes to encourage people, it's just not your nature. Well, let it become your nature, keep developing all those different muscles, and then eventually that whole thing you see, you're not going to suddenly be a person that forgives easily. You've got to develop that muscle. You're not going to be a person that's easily kind to someone who doesn't deserve your kindness. You've got to develop that muscle. Grow that muscle, and it'll get stronger and stronger. Here's a quote that I really like by Steve Maraboli, whoever he was. A kind gesture can reach a wound that only compassion can heal. This auditorium today is filled with wounds. It's probably sitting next to you, to be honest. A kind gesture can heal or start the healing of that wound. Friends, what is that? That's generosity. Generosity. One of the greatest acts of generosity, I believe, is praying for others. When you pray for someone out there that you hardly have anything to do with, that is generosity. I tell you, my wife is so good at this. I've learned from her. I probably now pray for a dozen people a day, different people a day. And I tell you, it just it enlarges your heart. You know, Jesus is forever interceding for us. He's forever praying for others. You're never more like Christ, I think, when you're in terms of prayers, when you are praying for other people. Your prayers for me for conference were fantastic. I can't tell. You know, I barely worried about God filling that arena. I mean, I thought about it. I strategized about it. But I just had this amazing peace, you know, throughout, the, throughout most of the time. Now, I felt the pressure of other things and in other ways, but in that area, and I didn't have feel the weight of, of, of the messages, which you all forgot anyway, but um, I didn't feel that. And one intercessor came up to me and said, Tark, with the amount of prayers that have been prayed for you, you must be floating on air. And I'm telling you, at times I was floating on air. When the weight of what I was facing and how God helped me through it was just amazing. Church, you were so generous in prayer. And, and that's a great area of generosity. So I want to just say thank you for that. Thank you so much. 
Some of you may have read Joel's book. It's worth reading. Live Life Different or something. In it, he shares the story of generosity because God was dealing with him on generosity. And it went something like this, that um, he's paying for the piano fees for the lessons for his daughter. And then he has a thought of being generous. Well, why don't I pay for the fees for someone else? That's generosity, isn't it? So he says to the teacher, is there someone you know of that I can be generous to? And pay their fees. And the lady didn't give an answer. She didn't give a three or four names off the top of her head. She said, she said this, let me pray about it, of how to spend this money of yours. And Joel was impacted. He said, he said, wow. He said, imagine if we all prayed before we spent any money. And he said, spending is an act of devotion to God. Because everything you have, would you agree, is from God? Every dollar, it's not actually yours. So it makes sense, doesn't it, that we actually should pray that, God, is it okay to spend this money on this thing here or on this thing there? And he said, a bit like when we pray before our meals, giving thanks, we should pray before we spend money and give thanks. Boy, that was a revelation to me because it's just not something I do. Maybe on a major item I might pray, but on normal small items I don't really think that way that much at all. But here's the point that's gripped my heart over this whole journey that I'm on. You see, it's not just meeting a need that it's about. What has gripped my heart is this is changing and transforming my life. This is transforming my heart and making me a better person. And hopefully one day you will benefit from the change that God has worked in my life. We all want to take the focus off me and a few things will do that better than generosity. Here's a Proverbs 11, 24. Listen to it from the message. This is really good. It says this. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Wow. The world of the generous. And you know... When your world gets larger and larger, I reckon God pours his blessing in more and more into our hearts and into our lives. He'll open the heavens over us. One of the challenges in being generous is this. It's... Being kind is thinking the other person doesn't deserve it. Like, why should I be kind to them? You know, they've been terrible lately. You know, why should I forgive that person? They, you know, they're never going to forgive me. You know, why, why, should I, why should I show encouragement to that person? They never encourage me. Or, why should I give some money to that person? They're waiting in the food bank queue and then you go into the car park and they're driving a better car than you. And you're thinking, no way, man. I'm not going to do this. And so what we do is we vet people <laughs> before they deserve our kindness. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I vet all the time. I vet, vet. I should have been a vet, actually. <laughs> I vet all the time. But what is God like? Now, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He was 
ultimate generosity when we totally didn't deserve it. We were absolutely undeserving, and yet God opened the heavens, was poured out His generosity upon us. He did not vet us. And He won't vet you next week and say, oh, well, you know, Johnny, you've been good this week. Bless, bless, bless. Ah, no, you've been bad this week. No blessing. He doesn't vet. Why? Because both his hands are always open. Friends, if we're going to grow in generosity, we can't vet. Now, we've got to be wise, all right? Let's get this. You've got to be wise. And I'm not just saying throw it all away to everybody and anyone. But we, let's be careful that we don't over-vet the situation. And sometimes you're kind to a person. They will misuse your kindness. They will misuse your generosity. But guess what? Sometimes you'll misuse God's generosity too. Yeah, he's given you some gifts and you've misused them or not used them. God doesn't stop because it's misused. He still, with wisdom, continues to bless. Generosity is about helping those God brings across your path. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Be willing, be kind, be available, and God will do the rest. You can't change the world, you can't help everyone, but you can help those that come across your path. As I close, what practical application can you make to this message today? Because I believe that God is shifting Church Unlimited from hearers to doers. That's the beauty of New Zealand beyond. We're doers. We have to do, do, do so much. Not just hear. We have to put it into practice. So what could you do? Could you be kind to someone before you step out the doors? Could you reach out to someone that you don't know? Show them some love and kindness. Could you pray for somebody? Anybody? before you leave the service today? Maybe you've been stirred and you've been stuck on the $5 note and you just haven't been able to get past that, that $5, giving that $5 note. Maybe you need to go to the information desk, give an offering and say, okay, God, I'm going to just stretch that generosity muscle. While you're there, one more ticket. Get one more ticket for it. It's going to just so bless not only the conference, it'll bless someone, it'll bless our nation. Bless the nations of the world. Maybe you could just take that one step or buy your first ticket if you haven't yet done that. What can you do as you leave today or by the end of the day in being generous in some area and in some way? Thank you for listening to the message I preached to myself. But as I finish, can I ask you, why don't you join me in this most exciting of all journeys? It will absolutely change your life. It will open the heavens over you more than ever before. God will pour his blessing into your life. And you'll step into a life of joy, peace, and fulfillment that you never thought was possible. Amen. I reckon a really good song to sing on this one is Arms Open Wide, because we need to open up our arms, don't we, to, to the love of, to, to others and allow God to work in and through us and, you know, do what he, only He can do. Arms Open Wide. Why don't you stand, please, with me? But before we sing, 
Would you just close your eyes? Would you talk to Jesus? And say, Jesus, how can I put this message into practice? What, what do you want me to do?